0: i
1: to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is a redux today. We are doing Infinity War again. Two weeks in a row, we're going to be talking about Avengers Infinity War. Last week, you got kind of our hot off the presses, hot takes of the movie, where we basically came out and were that little kid from The Incredibles going, That was totally wicked! And this week, uh, probably going to be a little bit more bare bones, and we're going to get a little bit more into actually reviewing this movie as an actual movie and and where it fits in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So a little bit more time to digest what transpired in Infinity War. As always, spoiler alert, if you have, just like last week's spoiler alert, if you have not seen avengers infinity war turn it off now because we will be spoiling the fuck out of this film although i can't imagine that you haven't seen it already given the massive pile of money that the infinity war has already made joining me today for the more movie review podcast version is rob coughlash how's it going rob
0: doing good glad to be back
1: all right good to have you back uh also with us today is mike lepock how's it going mike
2: yeah, it's going well. Thanks for having me.
1: No problem. And the final part of our little square table here, Dave Freiberg. How's it going, Dave?
3: I'm loving life.
1: Alright. Um, so, like I said, I had a bit more time to digest Infinity War. Basically watched it the first time and... and we did our review last week. I'm not sure if you guys listened to it, but we had Brandon on for "Movies Ruin My Life" and KB and Kevin came out, who are who were really kind, some of the more hardcore comic book readers and knowers that come on this podcast. Um, and we kind of reviewed it more as like fanboys, I would say, than than reviewing it as an actual movie and, and where this should go in the the MCU timeline and in or just great it as far as the, the MCU go- movies go. But, yeah, so last week there was a lot of, like, boy, that was really cool. Boy, that was really cool. Boy, it was really cool that they did the snap. Boy, I really liked that scene. Boy, I really liked that, and so on and so forth. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this week we're going to break it in. I, I took a few days off to digest what I saw. Got everything kind of, you know, got all my kind of fanboy feelings out about the movie on the podcast last week. Still really like this movie. That said, having seen it a second time and taking it in a bit more, there's a few things that I, I'm, I, I, I got a couple of small minor problems with, with what transpired in infinity warrior, but overall, you know, still a, a really great, great flick. But before we get into the minutia of that, uh, let me get your overall sense of how you felt about this movie. Let's start with uh, Mike Leapock.
2: Well, I just saw it on Sunday. So, That was totally wicked. Yeah, basically, that's where I'm still sitting at. Um, I mean, okay, pacing, it just exhausting. Uh, Way too many scenes were kind of crammed together and kind of cobbled a little bit. The whole movie, while solid underpinning, was a little bit held together by duct tape. But holy shit, just still, that was totally wicked.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it mostly. I'm still in awe that this movie fucking exists. Like that, that, that the fact that this movie exists at all and is mostly coherent—not all the way coherent, but is mostly coherent. Yeah, the fact that they could do anything
2: right? close to this yeah. and have it actually make sense and have it actually be, you know, their their tour de force, their like the culmination of the last ten years of fucking Marvel movies. Like I'm yeah. just
1: thinking, like Rob. Leapock and myself are not far off from our experience of doing the commentary track for Spider-Man 3 for episode 200. If the the three of us If the three of us had the Infinity Gauntlet and we were like alright, let's let's combine the time stone here with the space stone and let's warp back to the three of us walking out of that movie theater and give them a future DVD copy, uh, you know, give our past selves a DVD copy of The Infinity War and sat down and watched it with our past selves and like our past selves would be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. Like, like what, what is Thanos? It's the Infinity. Just <laughs> right? like, uh,
0: here. So, I thought we were just going to snap Spider-Man three out of existence. Right? Like,
3: it's just, oh, I mean, that's what I would have done.
1: Yeah. First thing, I, first thing Thanos should have done really. Uh, but man, yeah, it was, it was like just the fact that this movie exists is goddamn brilliant like i just i it's I, I can't stress that enough that said i will get into a couple quibbles that i have with this movie but rob what was your overall opinion coming out of infinity war having like myself seen it twice
0: uh the first time when i came out of it i was really stoked on it uh but what you were saying earlier with like i can't believe they did the snap and i was all about that i was like i can't believe they did it this is amazing and then it was about an hour, hour and a half afterwards after reading uh, things. It's like, wait a minute. Spider-Man Homecoming has a sequel coming up. <laughs> um, this is a comic book movie. They're just going to reverse everything. There there were no real stakes. Damn it!
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... <laughs> That's talked... basically
0: so my problem. big problem with that, yeah, too. Yeah, we
1: talked about this a yeah. bit on the last one, too, is that, uh, and we'll repeat it, because you should treat every podcast, much like comics, you should treat everyone like it's someone's first, but... Um, you know, we had that conversation last week that I think like the one that gave it away to me when they were doing the, again, spoiler alert, when they were doing the, when they were doing the, the, you know, Thanos did the snap and then everybody started disappearing. I felt that they went too far with taking Peter Parker out, uh, like out of play because it was like, Oh, "Oh, come on. You blew the whole thing. We know Peter Parker's not going to stay dead. Come on. He just got here. Right. Like, yeah, it's just yeah like that that, that was just kind of how i felt about
2: uh yeah and like, you the- know what? i i feel like they, they might have actually known that they were that that was what people were going to feel though and so like okay people might think and feel like uh you know how weak because you're taking spider-man out and that might be why they made that scene so fucking brutal yeah, so like absolutely. we'll show you trying to figure out whether or not, even if he comes back, he's gonna be goddamn miserable on his way out.
1: The second time I went to go see it, the second time, because like the first time I went, it was kind of a like uh, in a wrestling term, it was kind of a smarky, because uh, it was like the second day of opening weekend or whatever. So it was kind of, it was a really smarky kind of uh, comic book grab, very fanboyish. The the second time I went, it was it was uh, Sunday, ooh, excuse me, Sunday afternoon. Again, but, you know, it had been a week, so it was a little bit smaller, a little bit earlier in the day. So there was only, I'd say, about 20 people in the theater total. Big theater that would seat, like, a probably close to 150 people.
0: Oh, wow. And, That's a massive theater. Oh, yeah. Shit.
1: the, 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 the,
0: the <laughs> and deep... really empty. Yeah, yeah. It's only been out a week.
1: It's one of those D-Box theaters. Have you seen the D-Box theaters where they got those two rows of the chairs in, uh, I don't know if you guys have been, but, like, up
0: in... Where you get your Rumble Pack on?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's basically you sit in a chair that rumbles and does a bunch of crap while you watch the movie. And it like like It's
3: 150 people. Yeah, the one in
1: Barry. I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but it's 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 a big. Yeah, you'd be
2: surprised how small a space you can cram 150 people in. Yeah, it's
1: it's a big. Maybe
3: I'm just underestimating. It's like 20
1: people. There's probably like 20 chairs per row, right? So I'm probably underestimating the amount of people that can get in that. Anyway. About 20 people in this big-ass theater, and when the end credit scene, which was so good, which was Thanos, you know, looking off into space, we get the nice close-up of CGI, Josh Brolin, and he just kind of smiles as the sun hits his face, and then it just goes, you know, directed by the Russo brothers, right, really great ending, and this one girl... You know, she was anywhere between 15 and 40. I have no idea how old she was. Wide range. Oh, it was a crazy range. It's just, you know, one of those girls with that look. I mean, my my guess would be mid 20s. Like, ripped off her 3D glasses and hurled them across the. And threw (laughs) them on the ground in an attempt to shatter them while she was crying. She was so upset that Spider Man was dead. Like, she just couldn't handle it. It was crazy. She's just,
2: That's oh. amazing. Like, she made
1: this like, 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 during the whole Spider-Man thing dying, she goes like, oh, no. And then, like, got pissed off and ripped off her 3D glasses and hurled them across this empty theater. Because nobody else was in her row. It was like her. she was at the end of whatever couple people she was sitting with and just hurled her 3D glasses. She was that upset. So, I mean, obviously, some people believe that Spider-Man's gone forever. So there's that. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. That was that was pretty crazy. But yeah, I, I don't know. It to me, I, I felt like they took it a little bit too far with with Spider Man going. But I completely agree with uh, completely agree with you, uh, Lee Yeah.
0: Uh, to to follow up on my opinion of the movie the second time around, um, I still very much enjoyed the fact that Thanos is a. Gary, son of a bitch, when he gets off his ass to get shit done. Because mm-hmm. throughout the whole 10 years, all of his plans kept fizzling. People weren't able to get the job done. He gets up. And it's like, yep, these six stones are now
3: mine.
2: Yeah, when he finally actually gets, like, he's been trying to do this for, like, a decade. And then finally, when he does it himself, it takes him, like, an hour. <laughs> yeah. It's was it like, God! Oh, I should have done this years ago. It certainly yeah.
1: felt that way. Because, I mean, even after that, what was the movie? It was, I think it was Age of Ultron, right? Which was, like, seven movies ago was when he, like, first goes, like, all right, you want something done right? You got to do it yourself. And he puts, like, the gauntlet on or whatever. And it was
0: just like, yeah, exactly.
1: was, like oh, man. Like, and he's like, I'm going to put this gauntlet on. And in seven movies, I'm going to, like, I'm going <laughs> to unveil my evil plan. I'm so deliciously
2: evil. And, yeah. We talked yeah, about in his wonder... defense, though so I'm pretty sure all those seven movies ran like concurrently, basically. True, yeah, <laughs> I wonder.
3: I wonder if the plan was to originally do uh, Infinity Wars a lot sooner, but then when they had like successes like Guardians of the Galaxy as good as it was, they just were like, "Well, we got to shoehorn this in now." Well,
1: one of them also was like they they did originally plan to have Infinity War go sooner, but one of the things was they got the rights to Spider Man. Right? Oh yeah, and, and, and they, they had that Spider-Man. Anyway. Yeah, and they were like, "Well, fuck that! We're doing a Spider-Man movie, right? Push it <laughs> all back, right? Like, like, <laughs> like, Get the fuck out of our way! Ant-Man and the Wasp. Nobody cares about you. Get <laughs> out of Spider-Man. here! Right? <laughs> Spider-Man
2: is just driving this big van with filled with money. He's like, "Out of my way! Yeah. Into the timeline,
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Basically, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's Thanos's movie. It's, yeah, it's
0: I agree, it's, and, completely. and and that's why I still mm-hmm. very much enjoyed it the second time round because yeah, there's a number of Marvel characters that I still enjoyed watching throughout the thing, but I enjoyed every moment that Thanos was on the screen. Yeah,
1: um, just I I mean we got the, some some glorious person on the internet, whether or not this the, these numbers are accurate or not, but I'm staring at them right now, so we're gonna play a little game called guess the screen time with most of the, <laughs>
0: most of the, <laughs> uh, the characters in this movie. Are we going in seconds or minutes?
1: Uh, it's it seems to be in in <laughs> roughly like every number ends in like a zero or a five, so so it's it's they're rounding up basically. But th- this is what we'll go with. Um, Dave, if you had to guess, how much time Thanos got the most screen time? How mo- how many minutes do you think Thanos was on the screen for?
3: It's a three-hour movie. No, two and a half.
1: Two and a half. Yeah, yeah, like two and three quarters type of thing, but your point stands.
3: Oh, really? oh no. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with like 35 minutes.
1: A little bit lower. Uh, He's at 29 minutes. So roughly a half hour of Thanos in this movie. So you're, you're in. I was actually
2: going to say 25. I was going to say 25 to 35. When you said 35, I was like, yes.
1: yes, yes <laughs> so roughly a half hour of Thanos. Leapock, would you care to guess uh, which character got the second amount of screen time? second most Uh, amount of screen time
2: gonna go with tony stark
1: okay and rob
2: i'm gonna say thor
1: and dave who would you guess had the second most amount of screen time see
3: i I was gonna go with
0: one of our options (laughs) sorry you were gonna go with who
3: I was going to go with Thor as well. Because Thor, okay. It, it really I, seemed like he was... Like... I,
1: I would have guessed Thor, because it felt like Thor got the second most amount of screen time. Thor actually got the fourth most amount of screen time. He clocked in really? at 14 minutes and 30 seconds.
3: Well, with... I guess Spider-Man was in there just as much as Tony Stark.
1: Yeah. Um, Gamora got the most, second most screen time at a little less no. than 20 minutes. So she was about 10 minutes less than... Than Thanos
2: in this movie. I guess there was that one long scene. Yeah, it, but it didn't feel like that, did it? Like, it, I no no, no 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 no. Would, yeah. But but I mean e- that was definitely like one of the I I, I don't think it, it like was a like I don't want to say long scene as in like too long a scene, yeah. but no. it definitely was like a significant yeah. little chunk of the movie. Yeah, you're referring and to. And she was all there all for most of it until she got thrown off a cliff. Yeah, you're, yeah. So you're referring but, to the soul definitely stuff. that.
0: But Thanos and Gamora were in the same scene. For a number of minutes. Yeah, sure. was,
2: yeah, was probably, yeah was there was, 10, right? their, yeah, their little fight scene, and then there was all that stuff that, of course, with her and you know Quinn.
1: Now, yeah. you brought up the little fight scene between Gamora and uh, Thanos in the collectors, uh, in the in the collect in the uh, the collectors chamber there, I guess if you could call it. Did you happen in to nowhere? catch? In Yeah, in nowhere. <laughs> Did you happen to catch the little Easter egg? In, in who in the uh, in the collectors thing as to who there there was a uh, particular person who was trapped and was. Uh, on I his knew
0: way. who this person was. Okay. But going into the second viewing, mm-hmm. could not see it.
1: Okay, it's there's um, like a, when they first start sneaking in. Uh, there's like a close up of Gamora, there's like a close up shot of Gamora on the right side of the screen, and this particular character is in the back left part of the screen.
3: Yeah, I think uh, I saw something about who this is. I yeah. know. I think.
1: Leapock, do you have any idea what I'm talking about?
2: I do not. I remember Rob mentioning something about some sort of Easter egg that he was going to be looking for, okay. but.
0: Did not see it. it was... I could not find. Uh, can I spoil it? Yeah, go ahead. I could not find Tobias Funke. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: That... <laughs> oh, that's what it was. You know what? In the credits, yeah. I saw that there was character borrowed from Arrested Development. Yep. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was,
1: it was Tobias Fuque, and he blew himself.
2: <laughs> really? Yeah, and yeah. he was sitting
1: there. There's like, he's there in like two shots, I think. You really gotta pay attention i completely missed it the first time and the second time i was looking for it and i was like oh there it is <laughs> like but like that entire scene i was like my head was like on a swivel like staring at like like if you'd have seen my eyeballs moving around in that scene i probably would have looked like a crack addict just like darting <laughs> back and forth trying to not miss a single frame to... you're
2: like trying to beautiful mind it yeah basically <laughs> trying to find tobias puke is pretty good um
0: yeah. my, my excuse for not finding him was uh having three beers three pints going into the movie like the (laughs) hour before (laughs) or two before and then like the one during it didn't work out so well (laughs) we
2: (laughs) we went to go see the uh movie the second time or for Rob's second time my first time in the vip theater
0: so we had some vip dinner first
1: (laughs) that's
3: good strategy yeah
1: Dave and I did that. It was pretty fun. Dave and I did that for Fast 8, and it was fucking glorious. I had (laughs) beers going for Fast 8. I highly recommend the VIP experience for the Fast Movie franchise.
2: Yeah. Now even, like, honestly... I, I don't even really enjoy going to see movies a lot because the seats are uncomfortable and there's some like sweaty idiot who's sitting right next to me going like, uh, uh, and I'm just, you know, and I wish I was at home in a comfortable chair and now I've seen, I've gone to like, the VIP theater twice and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to go see any more regular movies. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: really you feels diva. like the best way to go see a movie. It, it, it's the perfect, perfect you, way to go watch it. You yeah. uh,
1: <laughs> Tony Stark clocked in at 18 minutes for this movie. He had the third most screen time. Stephen Strange, fifth most screen time. We mentioned Thor had the fourth most. 11 minutes and 30 seconds. Peter Quill slash Star-Lord, 10 minutes 15 seconds on the screen. Peter Quill, who I think we mentioned this last week. I'm going to bring it up again. I'm not sure how you guys feel about this, but let's have a little conversation about Mm -hmm. which character's stock went up and which one went down in this particular movie. For me, I think nobody had their stock drop Faster and harder than Peter Quill <laughs> slash Star Lord in this film, Rob, agree or disagree?
0: Uh, after the first viewing, I completely agree. The second viewing, I still agree, but to a lesser degree. Because and even the, after the first time, he still very much acted in character. It's just he put aside the greater good. He didn't want to become Thanos. You don't. He didn't, didn't want to look at the greater good. Or any good because
3: he's a dick. Yeah. yeah was... Well, yeah. Within his character, he—it felt like it was his character, but he definitely did, mailed in this performance. Like to, to me, this this, it this seemed like he didn't care about it.
1: Yeah, the way they had Peter Quill carrying on in this film, and the and the the thing that they were meant made us to believe. I think the lasting, the, like the most lasting impact for me with the Infinity War. And it, it's, it's really this weird ancillary thing, but I really think Infinity War hammers home the point that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was just really not a good movie. It, it was not a good movie in terms of developing those characters. Because
0: we kind of... Not, not even Drax?
1: I, well, well like, oh. Dra- like, Drax is funny, but I mean, like, I feel like, having seen it, the, the Gamora Star-Lord... Like, love story has not been fleshed out in a way, especially in Guardians 2, because Guardians 2, there there was more stuff between Gamora and Nebula than there was Gamora and yeah. Peter Quill, right? That Peter Quill would be so pissed off that that, that Guardians of the Galaxy, or sorry, that, that Gamora would be dead that he's like well fuck it i'm just going to punch... i'm so pissed off i'm going to punch this guy in the face even though he'll destroy the galaxy because i'm about to punch like i just i have to punch this guy in the face so badly that i don't give a fuck
3: if it endangers half of yeah. the galaxy right like it, it did, just- didn't like 10 seconds before like oh, sorry not 10 seconds but earlier in the movie she made him promise to kill her
1: yeah, yeah. and like the entire time, like, and the, the, although that scene was great when he was like pointing a gun at her, and Thanos was like, you know, she told you to do it, boy, and stuff like that. It was like, and then
3: he's just like laughs in his face. Yeah, like <laughs> that. Like this guy. Yeah, like that. That bit was really good. man,
2: yeah, he fires. All the bubbles come out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was He's like, I like you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he just phased out of there. That was I that was brilliant, but just like when when Zoe Saldana was like standing there in the green makeup, crying her eyes out and stuff, and going like, "Do not you promised," and it's like, it didn't really like, yeah. and just their conversation earlier where he where she was like, "Swear on your mother," and he's like, "Okay, I swear on your mother," and then they immediately shot that emotional stuff in the foot with Drax being like, you know, you know, I'm able <laughs> Time to invisible. Yeah, I'm invisible. I'm completely still, and it's just like. I don't know, little things like that didn't register with me, and it really just, like, the fact that Gamora, they really haven't hammered out that Gamora and Quill really like or even love each other at all, especially in that second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I think it it really pushes, I honestly think for whatever reason this movie, because of the way that like the stuff that we were expected to buy, and maybe this is just for me, it really pushes Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which I had probably in the bottom five of MCU movies, it might push it down into like frigging Thor, the dark world territory for me, just based on, (laughs) on the stuff we were meant to buy in the really emotional scenes in this movie. I don't know. Am I, am I crazy? Leapock? What do you think?
2: I don't know. I mean, I still like guardians Two. I see where you're coming from though, because it feels like this movie um, had the most extreme stuff from guardians two in it. Like guardians two, if you look at it, I remember seeing this this graph where it was like all the MCU movies on this graph and it was a uh, uh, along the the x-axis was uh, intelligence to idiocy and on the y-axis was entertaining to not entertaining. Mm. And so you had some movies that was like, you know, really, really smart, but not very entertaining. And then there's things like Guardians 2, which is dumb as shit, but really fucking entertaining. (laughs) And it's like they took the, the the craziest stuff from that, like the most extreme of the dumb, funny stuff from Guardians 2 and just kind of peppered it into this movie. And that was mostly what we saw of the Guardians. So I can see that you'd think it's – it would – you know, make you feel worse about the movie because it's like, Oh yeah. Guardians two was full of that shit, but it was also full of like middle shit, but it was like almost everything we saw from the guardians of the galaxy was like the dumbest shit that they could pull out of guardians. I two.
3: I don't know. I, I really liked, um, the, the rocket and Thor little side quest thing with, yeah, Green. that was,
2: a, yeah, I, I mean, when right? the guardians are mostly when the guardians were talking to each other.
3: Okay. Yeah. When they're together. Okay. That's yeah. fair. But like later when they're all like split up and like rocket, like, all, all the stuff I think with Rocket in this movie, where he's just like, "Hey, nice arm to uh, a <laughs> oh, yeah, soldier," yeah. and I'm just like,
0: "I'm gonna get that arm." <laughs> that was really good. But
2: then,
3: like the Drax thing mm-hmm. eating, while I still laughed
2: at it because I thought it was funny, because mm-hmm. it was just dumb. Like, it was still dumb, but I was still, you know, still that, funny. That,
3: I think that's the major problem with all the MCU movies is they they some of their jokes, but it, well, they don't try to let any. any per- they don't. They
1: don't let you feel emotion for like like the, that's why the ending of this movie is so hard because that's the longest they let you
3: hang on oh yeah on they don't to, they don't hit you anything it's just
1: done. yeah yeah they, they they don't yeah exactly they they let you feel the impact of what happened like cuz when it's all said and done and then you sit there and I think, I mean, like, who's left? It was, like, Bruce Banner was standing there in the Hulk armor still, and then... All
2: of the original uh, Iron Man... Or, yeah. uh, sorry, all the original Avengers. Avengers, mostly, yeah. It was, like, Captain and America... And Rocket, right? Yeah, yeah. Rocket, yeah. Yeah, Rocket, yeah, and, Rocket and that's it. Yeah, it was, like,
1: Rocket, <laughs> Captain America, Don Cheadle was there, uh, Bruce Banner was there in the Iron Man suit, and Romanoff was there, and... Uh, Thor. Thor, yeah, and they all stood there, and then he goes, like, what happened? And I was, like, expecting, like... I mean, you have to expect someone to go, like... You know, I don't know, to crack some sort of stupid joke about snapping your fingers. I don't, fingers or I don't know how but... you
3: can crack some stupid joke I after know, that. Like,
1: that's why it hit, but, like, the, the, the Drax, like, I'm invisible joke, I, like, I feel like he could have just cut that right out of the movie. I mean, yeah, it was funny, but it didn't add anything, and it really took away from the And they added when, yeah. when Gamora yeah, goes, like, swear swear to me, swear on your mother that you'll do this, and we know from, like, the previous... The thing we learned in Guardians 2 was that Peter Quill loves his, his you know, deceased mother so much that he could have been a god, but when he found out, like, you know, that the guy who was going to give him his god powers, you know, killed his mother, he was like, what? Right? Like, that made sense to me in, in Guardians 2, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think, like, they should have fleshed out the Gamora-Quill relationship a little bit more in that
2: second Well, movie. that's the thing, is that you, I think... Like this movie was not for fleshing out. <laughs> no, because
1: <laughs> no, especially the there, way it starts, was, right? Like it just yeah, starts. It's, it's like bam, it right, you right
0: into it. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's like buckle up, motherfucker. You didn't see any of these movies. You were gonna... <laughs> yeah,
0: <and> you're <laughs> gonna yeah. You need to get yeah. out your phone. You do not and read start along. with this movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's like you're no. gonna be asking yourself for the rest of the film: Are Korg and Valkyrie also dead? <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, like you got this kind of thing. uh, I mean, yeah, they probably could have fleshed out more in guardians 2 but maybe they're i feel like that might have been a conscious decision to be like whatever just buy it because what if they what if they go too hard in the opposite direction and guardians 2 becomes like half a rom-com like isn't isn't that worse
1: maybe i don't know like although a space rom-com would totally fit into the guardians of the galaxy motif i think (laughs)
2: yeah Yeah, but it's so far away from guardians one that it's just like I mean, obviously, I don't think they would want to do that because it's so far away from the what they what obviously was a good thing with Guardians One. So you know, I, I think it was probably a conscious decision where they're just like, you know what, people will buy it, and you know what, honestly, if they do that every once in a while, I don't give a shit. Whatever, I'll buy it. I'll just trust them that it. Because I mean, they started talking about like. You know, Quill starts doing the, uh, the the whole, like, you know, Sam and Diane, will they or won't they, unspoken thing, basically at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So their little relationship has already been set up between Guardians 1 and 2, and I think we're just supposed to trust that it's there. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, all right, whatever. Use screen time on, you know, Groot and shit like that. That's fine.
1: <laughs>
4: Groot
2: stealing that dirt. toe. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to, like,
1: to kind of go that to, to ask us to believe that and then also ask us to believe that, to, like, fill in the blanks with our, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just a little too robotic or maybe I'm a little too Spock in this where I'm like, because like, my biggest problem with this movie is the real, like, the, the Spockian kind of, like, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few approach that the Avengers, or reverse approach, rather, that the Avengers took to this movie where Cap is like, you know we're not trading one innocent life for for another, and it's like no Cap, you're not. You're trading one innocent life who's totally willing to die for
3: a galaxy of trillions. This also, is not a right. robot that was only born like yeah. eight
2: months ago. Exactly.
3: Well, well, I think that's kind of the entire ideological point of the movie, right? Because yeah. Thanos is willing to sacrifice anything and everything to get what he wants, where um, Cap is not willing to do that, or the Avengers are not willing to do that, right? that That's the entire antithesis. That's the entire point, yeah. is you've got Thanos on one side who's like, I will fucking kill my daughter to accomplish my goal, where the Avengers are like, no, we have to find another way, because killing you is not the appropriate thing to do. Like... I-
1: Oh yeah. You're of
2: course, right. as it turns out, they're both wrong.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> the thing. Is Yeah, because there was another
3: way
2: of doing. And it maybe drag it. Vision over to that, re- you know, recycling bin. Hit Shift Delete on him. Whatever. Get rid of him just to save the day. That'd mm-hmm. be great.
1: Yeah, and just like, and what was it? KB had the great joke last week about robosexuality sexuality being a sin and how it, uh, ended, up destroying <laughs> the, it ended up destroying the, the world. Because it was just like, I mean, you know, don't bro- take robots. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> kudos to Paul Bitney for getting some some scenes in this movie where he didn't have to be in the goddamn makeup, right? He just got to stand there not having a damn stone in his forehead
0: and yeah, just a- act
1: alongside the, the third Olsen sister. Um, he, but at the same time, it's like, you know, when Captain America... Like, I just love the way Captain America gets the final say on everything. He's just like, oh, we, just, well, he... you know, we don't trade one life for another. Like, if I was in that room, I'd be like, are, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> like half the galaxy i'd like i'd be like bernie Mac in that one scene in, in bad sanders
4: half half. <laughs> right? like, what are we talking? half what are we talking
1: about here this is ridiculous um yeah so just i i that's the other thing i kind of had a little problem with is just like and it's not like vision was standing there going you know please. I don't want to go anywhere. He's just like, no, no, no. This, you know, I was like, I'm thinking about it. I'm a giant robot. I've crunched the numbers in my head and I haven't been alive for very long. And
0: you know, there's trillions
1: in the galaxy. Captain America, <laughs> right? Like, like, What are you doing? What are we talking about here? Um, so Dave, uh, let me ask you qu- Whose stock noticeably went up or down for you in this movie, which, which particular character I, I, I expressed earlier about how I felt that Peter Quill's stock took, took a plummet in this up or down on on a certain
3: character well uh, going into this movie I actually had missed the last Thor movie because I had not given a shit about Thor but watching this movie you missed a good one I I corrected that mistake literally after I finished watching this movie (laughs) you're like wait what the fuck happened to his eye (laughs) I'm just like huh his eyes missing and then Rocket gives him an eye and I'm like huh that's kind of cool and then we, we we finished watching the movie and I because I watched it with my wife and uh, we went home and I'm like, I'm gonna find this movie and watch it right now. So I, I thought because I didn't Thor Darkworld was
2: fucking so pile bad,
3: so bad <laughs> that I had no no ambition to see the Ragnarok. So I didn't bother. And then after seeing this, I'm like Thor is actually badass in this movie. And that's what actually made me go back and watch the other Thor movie, which was a very good movie as well. So I kind of forgot missing that one in theaters, but hey, yeah, we'll watch them all.
1: I I agree with you. Um, Thor's stock went up for for me in this movie, but uh, Brandon brought up a couple of good points last week, and I'll I'll just share them with you. Um, Ragnarok was a great movie, easily the best of the Thor trilogy, I thought. Oh, yeah. And but like they, they they did some really nice character you know changes to Thor like to Thor to make him more fleshed out and a bit more really because he is a god right so you've got to do yeah. stuff with him to make him actually relatable, and they did that in Thor Ragnarok and I thought it was excellent and then they kind of went back on some of that stuff in in. Infinity War, like, when you really think about it, they they did, like, a two-steps-forward, one-step-back kind of thing, because they're like, alright, his eye's back now, so he's no longer like, sexy space pirate man, as Drax puts it. He's not a pirate angel. (laughs) Yeah, he's not, like, yeah, he's not a pirate angel, right? And then it was like, we spend all of Thor Ragnarok going, like, hey, you don't need a weapon, Thor, you're not the god of, of, you know, hammers. You're you're the god of thunder, and then he spends this entire movie, and although it was great that we got to see Peter Dinklage finally be taller than everybody for a change, (laughs) Uh, it was still him just being like, I need a weapon. And it's like, no, you don't. You're the God of Thunder, right? Like, And it's like, even though he went to go get, like, Beta Ray Bill's Stormbreaker, it was still just like,
0: eh.
1: But that said, every time Thor was on screen in this movie, it was it was a goddamn delight. Even though they kind of, I, I kind of agree with, with Brandon's sentiment that they, they kind of went backwards a little bit there and kind of made Thor Ragnarok a little bit... Nullified some of the stuff they did there in Thor Ragnarok, but uh, I, I agree. Thor stock very much up for me. I, I I thought he was I thought he was a lot of fun every time he was on screen in this movie. he was like ooh, what's about to happen?
0: It, it may have been a, a bit of a step back. That it's like yeah, now he has another weapon, but he's throwing around a lot more lightning.
1: Yes, that's true. Like when the axe was was whipped yeah. around, there was lightning coming out of it, shocking people and stuff. Which is,
2: yeah, like well, like the cool. big thing with Thor Ragnarok is that it shows like. The hammer was obviously very useful, but, you know, as Odin points out, you know, the hammer wasn't the source of his power. It was a way to focus it. So, yeah, he was, like, the point of Thor Ragnarok was him figuring out that he's not useless without the hammer. Whereas that's what he felt afterwards, right, was that he thought he couldn't do anything. Very good point. And, you know, so now he's like, all right, I'm badass without a hammer. Now I'm going to get a giant fucking axe, and I'm going to use my badass self and this axe to just fucking murder everyone
1: <laughs> the only yeah. if, if i could change one thing about this this movie just uh, w- one little tiny thing um i would have liked it when when thor comes down from like when the bifrost hits the field during the giant war on wakanda and we'll get into some of the tactical decisions that were made by people in 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 that moment <laughs> that that i'm sure bug you and lee uh Jeez. Uh, Why would
2: you break your line? Yeah,
1: oh, yeah.
3: Like, there.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. We will we, we'll get into that, good sir. Because, no, like... Oh, man. But, like...
3: What if they get behind you? Uh, so
1: well, then they'll kill themselves at a slower pace behind... God, okay. Anyway, when Thor comes down, great moment. I just... Shouldn't they have thrown in a little hit of Led Zeppelin there? Yes, <laughs> just, probably. Because, well, like, they got... They, they played Rubber Band Man earlier in the movie for when when we first see the guardians of the galaxy right i just i felt like it just in that moment just to enhance the scene like it was already the scene was already at of 10 i think this would have kicked it up to an 11 if they just added just a hit of some led zeppelin there because i just that's been thor's motif <laughs> this whole time
0: right that would have been amazing
1: yeah that's the that's just the one like and and that's maybe me having watched too much wrestling in my life to be like give him an entrance music right like,
0: <laughs> honestly um when that scene happened when the bifrost came down it may not have been in there, but it was in my mind.
1: It wasn't. Yeah. I,
0: it, like, I may not have actually heard it, but mentally I heard it. Mm. <laughs> I heard Zeppelin. <laughs>
1: uh, Mike Leapot, character stock up or down for you?
2: Um, I'm going to pick one that got a very, very little screen time, um, but actually the Hulk, not Bruce Banner, the Hulk.
1: Eight minutes, 45 seconds of screen time. Of just, just the Hulk? Uh, the combination uh, uh, of
2: both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the thing with me with the Hulk is that this is the f- you see like the thing about the Hulk is that you know he's not dumb. He's young. Like he's basically a toddler, but with magical superpowers, like godlike superpowers. And he's angry all the time. And this is the first time. And I think you know they'll probably go into this more in the next one. Um. But why wouldn't he come back? And it's because he's scared for the first time ever. Because really? he actually got his ass beat. Yeah, like, that, that was he, the he's been, we had, yeah. He's been beat up before. Interesting. Like, he's been beat up before by, like, Thor and, you know, that, you know, Iron Man's little suit. But he's always completely fine, like, a couple of minutes afterwards. This is the first time that he's been, like, badly beaten. And actually could have been killed, really. like And by beaten by someone who was, like, scary. And who would have actually murdered him if he was still around. So she- I think he's just scared and won't come back
1: uh I, yeah, I, one second I, I have, just one sorry, second so i was gonna say uh mike leapock we had this exact same discussion <clears> last <throat> week and let me just say that myself and kb are also in your corner but some other people had some other takes as to why they thought the hulk wouldn't come out and it sounds like dave you also have an opinion as to why that is so go ahead good
3: yeah story. well you see i thought it was he he wouldn't come out only on earth right Am I correct on that point? Uh, yeah, cause, well,
1: cause Banner spends uh, what is it? Banner is he's in space, he gets beat, and then Heimdall does the you know,
3: yeah, uh, and sends yeah, him back by, to Earth, yeah, So he
1: one last time thing, right? So, yeah, and then he spends So the rest so now of he's
3: a, now he's only on Earth, right? So now this is a callback, and I didn't pick this up until watching Thor Ragnarok the next. Oh, time. Oh right, where,
2: where he's all right? like, Earth doesn't like Earth doesn't like Thor. Thor
3: basically said, Yeah, the people on Earth hate you. And he's like, well, fuck that. I'm not helping anybody on that planet anymore. That, that's where I went with this. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could see yeah. that. Very interesting. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, I that that's too. a good point. One thing I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about, you know, the the, the Captain America, we don't trade one life. Dave, you made the, uh, the counter argument that... Uh, the, about the, you know, the whole thesis of the movie being that the bad guy is willing, the bad guy who sees himself as the hero, right? Which, and yes. the, the making of a good uh, villain is that he thinks he's the hero of the story. Um, won't trade one life. Uh, Cap's line of, we don't trade one innocent life for another, but Cap was more than willing to sacrifice the entire nation of Wakanda. Fuck was that all about, right? Like, he's like, don't worry. The, we Don't worry, Vision you sit there. There's plenty of black people in Wakanda that I can get killed on your behalf. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry, buddy. I, I, well, but you know what, worry. honestly
2: maybe i would have picked captain america but his stock can't get any lower in my mind so like that he's just like digging on the bottom of a granite mine
3: like he's not (laughs) getting any lower yeah he was his whole character could have been like not even in this movie and it wouldn't have made any difference (laughs) what what did he do in this movie uh, he got (laughs) punched in the face he had a cool entrance which um, we made did not even? You,
2: well, I don't know. shield? He did have a cool entrance because he caught that guy's spear out of the air. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair Poor
1: enough. But like we made fun of that last week too, though, where it was like Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight show up and they start fighting Scarlet Witch and Vision, arguably the two strongest members of the Avengers in the current timeline that we are watching of the MCU, and they kick the shit out of the two of them and nearly pry the Mind Gem out of Vision's head. And then who shows up to save the day?
2: Falcon, the B team.
1: Yeah, Falcon, <laughs> the Scarlet Witch, and Captain Rogers, of the whom only one has superpowers, and like Captain America's superpowers are like, i I pretty I, good I,
2: at punching. Yeah, I, I, I'm on <laughs> super
1: steroids. So like the punchers show up and start punching <laughs> things and somehow save the day. And it was like what that was the one thing where even the first time I watched the movie I was like. What is happening? Like the punch See, okay, You know what? Up. Like-
2: that is literally, like I've said this many times before, that is my fucking problem with Captain America and why I hate him so goddamn much. Because the solution to every one of his problems, every single time, is to hit it. All yeah. of it. That's the only thing he's ever tried to do, ever, is punch his way out of things. And it keeps working
1: yeah he's like oh you know what i'm gonna stand here i'm gonna say really noble things and when that doesn't work i'ma punch it <laughs> <Right>?
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing see, he says these noble things and everyone is like watching me like you're fucking retarded <laughs> and then he goes just does, blindly just waving his arms around like a lunatic and then he just wins every time <laughs> he's like fucking mr magoo of the marvel universe <laughs>
1: oh god it was so weird uh, the fact that scarlet witch and Vision we're on like a honeymoon in Scotland, I thought was pretty hilarious. Um
0: hmm.
1: how about you? Rob, have you had a chance to pick whose stock went up or down for you?
0: I, I haven't, but okay. I don't re- I don't I don't really have an answer for this. Okay. So I mean I was gonna say Thor and say <laughs> yeah. up, but this stock for me like I really did like the axe and I really enjoyed that Groot made the handle.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, was, really that cool. was good.
1: Yeah,
0: that was a
2: fun Oh, yeah, one. that was another scene I, fr- I was going to bring up with mm-hmm. uh, a, a positive scene with the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. interacting with other people. Like, group and them, that that whole thing was awesome.
1: Yeah, that was really good.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, uh, Tyrion's running around trying to find the
0: handle. Yeah. And it just looks like, I got this. Mm-hmm. I'm a big boy now. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. The characters that I like... Um, they all still did great. None of them tanked. Um, and the ones that I didn't really care about didn't really matter to me.
1: We uh, before we get into like favorite scene and whatnot or, or favorite moment, uh, let's let's talk about we, we we briefly touched on the the quote unquote deaths that have that occurred in this particular film. Um, I want to talk about some of like let's let's. I mean, we talked about a little bit this last week, but let's start with, let's start with Mike. How many of these deaths actually registered for you? And that's, I guess, kind of a fancy way of saying, do you think anybody is actually still going to be dead when this is all kind of said and done after the events of Avengers four, where we all assume people come back because, Hey, they got to make Spider-Man two and black Panther two, right?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, of the, the snap people, I'm, they're almost I think they're all coming back. Mm. Uh I think Loki's gone. Yeah. I think his and the way that he did with his like his eyes bulging out, I was like, oh I bet he's faking it. Oh no, he didn't. Oh god, that's gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that was the one that really resonated. And then when the Heath threw Gamora off, too, like that that was another one that was definitely like that that resonated with me. The snap also like It was really good, um, but I was like, yeah, you know, I'll probably be back. But I was honestly, okay. Um, I am as the snap was happening, like even mid snap when I saw you know, Spider-Man and Black Panther go, I was like, then I started getting more worried about the people who survived. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, ooh, I'm pretty sure everyone who lived is going to eat it.
0: (laughs) When the snap's undone and it's just going to switch, that 50%'s going to die and the 50% <laughs> yeah. that got snapped away could come, come back.
2: No, honestly, I think that, that something like that might happen, actually. Like, not obviously a straight swap, like this <laughs> half of the galaxy <laughs> for the other one. We'll just, uh, you know, jump on in there. But I think there may be some sort of trade off with some of the heroes. Maybe. If I, I, had to I, I might
0: applaud Marvel if they actually do that and make it stick. Yeah,
3: stick. To
1: me, like, anybody I who hope. was anybody who was on the ship at the beginning of the movie has got to stay dead. Like, Heimdall's got to stay dead, the Asgardians, and Loki has got to stay dead.
3: Yeah, yeah, Heimdall
2: was really sad, too. That yeah, was...
1: that was a bad one. But only because Idris Elba was so goddamn awesome. Oh, um, yeah. absolutely. I'm getting like, real sick.
2: I'm, I'm pretty sure the only reason that character has survived this long is because Idris Elba is so good. Yeah, that's true. Also, <laughs> like, he, had, he, had no in, he had, like, no reason to be in this, these movies for, you know, for this long (laughs) to go
1: off on a tangent uh don't do james bond idris elba not because you're a black guy and i don't want a black guy playing james bond but because james bond fucking sucks and you're way too good for
2: james bond (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so yeah he's like but matt pierce i need (laughs) a new beach house
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know respect respect to me respect to that if that's the case um yeah, I feel like vision. I think is going to be the because I think I think you're right. I think everyone who died post snap or pre snap, I should say <laughs> pre snap NFL reference. Uh, anybody pre snap, I think has got to stay dead. Uh, like because they've got to. They, they can't just be like
2: they they can't undo everything. That would be yeah. like, that would what be are a the, fucking What are disaster. the stakes then? Yeah, nothing
0: meant anything.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Right? Like would so really, we'll really to, just
3: ruin the whole move. Like, yeah, that would so really ruin v- everything.
1: Yeah, and I, and I really don't want to look back when I watch this movie three, four years from now after we get about five, you know, after we get, like, five, six more deeper into this MCU and when Avengers 4 comes out and we resolve the, you know, the, the snap, I don't want to look back at this movie and go, Christ, this is good, but nothing fucking matters based on what happened in the sequel, right? Like, I just, like, I, yeah. I, I don't want that. Um, no,
2: like, honestly, I'd forgotten my vision because I still think it's just fucking little robot and yeah that, that like, one he's like oh yeah anyone pre-snap fence,
1: right yeah he's the one who's on the fence because he died pre-snap like like he like they did the, he died twice technically pre-snap
2: yeah like,
0: <laughs> he like, died twice yeah. and that was pro- that was probably brutal for scarlet witch yeah because she had to kill him the first time yeah. and then watch him come back and get hit just destroyed
2: to yeah. go back to my my computer references that he the first one was they, you know, click. No, they they clicked on vision. They hit delete, and then the second one was go to recycling bin. Yeah. Empty recycling bin. <laughs> yeah, they
1: got a right click, right click, and empty. A Thanos right clicked and emptied the recycling bin. But he, but he went in there and he's like, oh no, wait, get that mind gem out of there before I actually yeah empty recycling before I do this.
0: Restore
2: mind gem. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh God.
2: Um. I think the only one I think of the like the big ones that. Died pre snap. I think the one most likely to come back would actually be Gamora. Most likely, yeah. But like, I hope not. As like, no, no. I, I hope not. I do. I think she would be the one most likely to come back. Uh, yeah, she, like the soul I stone she,
1: brings her back to
0: life, or some.
2: Exactly. Some yeah. you know, She died. To she bring... fell off a cliff. And how many people have actually died from falling off a cliff in mm-hmm. you know now? That's it.
0: They
1: did most show video
2: games, her. It makes you healthy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Now, they did show her laying there and there was like brains and blood and ass all over the, uh, the rocks next to her. It was not right? ass
2: yeah. all
0: over the rocks. First. but yeah. Well, she died, so she shit herself, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Excellent South Park reference by you there. <laughs> uh, um. All right. Let's talk about. I, I want to get into because uh, Lee Park is our foremost uh, war siege tactics expert on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but, I would like to talk about for me a character who I think his stock and this her pains me to say this, like you wouldn't believe. This is like, I got I, I got to say I think Black Panther slash T'Challa's. I think his stock went down, not Peter Quill down for me, but just down in terms of like. That wasn't a very good decision (laughs) for me, right? Like, (laughs) like it was great when he first shows up and he's like, there's a war coming. Let's give, let's, you know, armor up our, our, you know, let's give the friggin' Winter Soldier a, a much better arm this time and stuff like that. Now let's get, let's call him Baku and let's do this, but he's just like, Siege tactics, man. (laughs) They're like, oh my god, there's two guys heading around back to get vision. Whatever shall we do? (laughs) It's like, oh, I know. Let's open the shield and let them all kill us. was like, what are you doing? Siege tactics. Siege tactics, man.
2: Now, opening the shield a little bit makes a little bit of sense. If. You've actually set up your defenses so that they just crash right into you and just get massacred, right? Like, the idea is that if you... Okay, uh, if you have, say, a line of troops on the left side of the opening and the right side of the opening, and about, you know, 30 meters up is another line, so that all... the only place where they can go is into spears and shields. And luckily, they're just, you know, guys with arms... Then you can do okay. What's not okay is to open up the shield and then run at them from like 300 meters away. <laughs> so your line is just this mess of random guys and then, yeah, you're just completely giving them all the opportunity in the world and then until were... finally Thor shows up <laughs> yeah. and it's like, hey, look at this bottleneck that I can set fire
3: to. <laughs> yeah. And then exactly what they were scared of happening ends up happening. Yeah. yeah okay so bad they're like don't worry open the shield we'll throw captain america's
1: beard at them (laughs) (laughs) oh man that was so that was just so bad to me they're just uh yeah i just if if, if they're
3: if they're trying to go around the shield and like some of them get in behind you just fall back to the city
1: that was bad for me. Yeah, exactly. They, they got to get in. Yeah. I, another thing. Yeah. They got to get in. Ah, so bad. It was so bad. I, I think the, the thing is, is that what, what the, the game that I they were we playing have,
2: yeah. was the high risk, high reward game. Yeah. As if a thunder God shows up mid fight, then you'll probably be fine. Yeah. Hitting all these guys in one, you know, contained, like if Thor, let's say they don't open up the shield everyone's, they they spread around and you get this weird smattering of monsters running to the city, murdering civilians. Then that sucks. Right? Um, And then you've got this whole giant mess to clean up. Uh, So I guess opening up was trying to, you know, they were trying to say, keep all the enemies right here, where they can murder all of them and then go kill all the people in the city. But, you know, if they're like, hey, let's say some god shows up and saves us. But, you know, that's what it was written for. They're like, hey, you know what we're going to do? Have some God show up and save them. <laughs>
3: I don't think they, they didn't even know that was coming, though. Either. No, they didn't. They, 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 they're playing with shit because
2: they didn't know God was showing up to save them.
0: <laughs> they, were, they were gambling on a miracle. It just happened to be Thor.
3: I, I like think it's that high risk, high, high reward. If we, uh, if we think about this from the attacking standpoint, like when they use those tunneling machines to get underneath the shield, like. Probably why didn't you just do that at the nearby. start? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hello? And I didn't, why didn't uh, enemies follow after
3: yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, well, they, that's because they sent them all in first. Yeah. And they didn't have anybody left.
2: So you're attacking from <laughs> space. Why not put one on one side of the city and another one maybe on the other side of the city?
3: Yeah. Well, well, that might well, work. Well,
2: we got to surround them. Uh, it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> Although, can I actually say one thing I was really impressed with was the actual competency of the uh of the you know whatever they are the children of thanos the foe avengers oh
1: yeah yeah it was probably like, midnight and uh who's the other one uh Cor- the magician yeah. guy was sick what, yeah,
2: what the Ebony, hell is name? yeah all four, all, all four of them were just like they're really good at what they do and they actually have good plans yeah was like important. the fact that it turns out at the end that they snuck Porvus uh, Glavin. yeah and, uh, yeah you know he was there the like he was there the entire time and yeah. just be like Basically, just like twiddling his thumbs in a closet, waiting for Scarlet Witch to go away because he yeah. knew the Scarlet Witch is so fucking powerful that he just gets straight up murdered. Yeah, same way. Like, that was such was a like... good plan. That was yeah. so impressive. I was like, like I didn't, didn't actually applaud, but like, oh, good job, villains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> way
1: to bring it. Because, <laughs> yeah, and it was so silly because, like, Umbaku's standing there going, they're like, we're going to drop the shield, and Umbaku's standing there going, like, like, shaking what? his head, like, this is going to be the end of Wakanda, man. Like, And he's not even saying it in, like, this real, like, you know, this is our last... You know, this is Wakanda's last stand sort of a thing. He's, like, saying there's... He said it in such a, like... There's really no re- need for Wakanda to die today, but apparently this is the decision we're making. Yeah. <laughs> and like in it was the way he said this. This is the end of Wakanda. And then Okoye goes, Then it will be the noblest death of all time. And I was like, actually, no, you're gonna go in the books as like one of the dumbest tactical like tactical yeah, maneuvers in the history I mean, of warfare. What they have to
2: do is <laughs> is just delay for a couple of hours.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like
2: <so> like <laughs> we've got blood to spare.
1: Well, let's see, let's test that theory. <laughs> like, let's see how much blood you do have to spare while we're like sitting in wakanda paradise by the way with plenty of food and weaponry right and this is like and at the end of black panther we saw that like friggin michael b jordan was building a bunch of flying bombs and shit why well, didn't be like oh my god i'm so glad that killmonger built all those flying bombs never thought we'd get to use these throw them out guys right it was <laughs> like,
0: oh. also if they wanted to open the the shields couldn't they have just opened it ever so slightly to allow one yeah. person in at a time? Yeah, let's not well, they, open they, the football field.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did open it up pretty. They only, yeah, they opened, they opened up little thing. Like, like a little section. It was only like a 10 foot wide section, but they, okay. you know, so they're they basically like crazy out. ants. They just like spilled on through, which well, is why they, i was saying if you're going to do that. First stand, like, right in front of it, so that you just fucking yeah. murder them all as soon as they get through. No, or absolutely. just send War Machine right there.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so on the same note, it's like, okay, open it a bit. But then fuck with them. Open it, close it. Open it, close yeah,
2: it. Yeah, just... that is clearly the option. Or <laughs> get you know. Yeah, I mean, considering portals are apparently... Portals and shields are actually the most powerful weapon in this fucking universe, since they can cut anything in half... Yeah. Just, yeah, open it and close yeah. it. Be like, yeah, oh, that's funny.
1: I, I got a point I got to make on that. Go ahead, Lee Puck.
2: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, going on with, with Rob saying, you open it up, you let like 100 of them through, and then you close it, and you kill them all, then you regroup, and then when they're spreading around again, open it up again. And then, you know, the guys are sitting there, you know, scratching their ass, keeping running back and forth, maybe, you know, pick them off and repeat, rinse and repeat for about an hour. <laughs> and then you know fucking vision dies or doesn't or whatever but you win Yeah.
4: There,
1: there's this like they established earlier in the movie that the like portals that Wong and Doctor Strange are able to create are able to sever limbs if you don't get yes. like through that at, like they, they established that also the
2: Bifrost the
1: film, and the Bifrost also can sever limbs as well so there was a lot of yep. like limb severing and guys are getting their heads cut off because of stuff and they really built it up to the point where it's like well, why don't they just cut Thanos' his in arm half. off, or cut, just cut his arm yeah, off and
0: grab the gauntlet you don't really, even have to cut you him, him off open. Open. yeah, it it beat me open to it, open, but that's what I would right say too of his torso. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, or just,
0: I said the exact same thing after seeing it the first time you yeah. beat me to it.
1: <laughs> and they had plenty of like, ways to do this, and it never it never occurred to anybody, to like, what if we just took his arm, <laughs> right? like
0: we're trying to get the gauntlet off. Pull harder. Yeah. Dr. Strange, why don't you just have a portal go yeah. and uh, you know, move most of it Thanos in and then just close the portal? Yeah.
2: Yep. Thanos the- is asleep. Open up a portal right at his feet and then close it right around his neck.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> many things are going to happen. He even said you should aim for the head, which by the way, I yeah. I can only assume that's how he'll actually die in the in the fourth one is like Thor, I'm just Although I'm trying to picture Thor giving Thanos an axe to the head, right? Like, and just being like, and doing like the uh, what was it? What was the line from uh, like? Next time you shoot somebody, don't
3: hesitate. From Die Hard, he's like, good advice. Good advice. The the fun, the funniest part with the fight with uh, Doctor Strange and Cap and Spider Man and all them on uh, Titan there. Yeah. Um, basically he's like you guys are stupid you didn't even use your most powerful weapon and i'm just like i know why didn't he not use the fucking time stone oh peter quill punched him okay gotcha (laughs) peter quill (laughs) no gamora isn't dead shut up i'm just gonna knock you out (laughs) problem solved and we got the gauntlet like, yeah, the fact that they we didn't get the gauntlet, turn it back. Get the gauntlet, guys. We didn't get it. <laughs> turn it back. Yeah, Thanos, yeah. A you don't he, of
0: bargain. Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fact they didn't
1: use the time stone the, the second time you watch it, you're just like. Even the first time I watched it, I was like, use the fucking time stone. What are you doing, right? Like, use it. <laughs> like, oh,
0: Hearing these conversations make me want to actually say Doctor Strange's stock went down.
1: I I, oh. I, I think. It did, aside from the fact that he had some great banter with Tony Stark throughout. Football.
2: I know. And they did it kind was, of. And apparently he did look into the future and see that yeah. everything else they they lose. So, yeah.
0: so the,
1: he
2: saw that one
0: like a, out of 14,000,
2: like 14
0: million or whatever. It was. Sorry, yeah. yeah. 605 600. or yeah, something like that. That's the number. Yeah. And they won one yeah. of those scenarios. And so so obviously, presumably I, this is the scenario that they've won. And yeah. that's why it's gone down this path. Well, they like, won because they didn't all die.
2: Yeah, and the way they looked at... well uh, they never
0: all were going to die. True, Only half of them were ever going to die.
2: Uh, you know what, though? Maybe, on, okay, let's say they beat up Thanos. They steal the gauntlet and stuff. Maybe he gets really angry and actually just straight up murders them all. And oh. maybe he kills everyone on that planet, then goes to the other place, murders all of them in a fight, and then kills half of the people. And then they can't undo it because they're all dead. You know, maybe okay. that was what most of those situations looked like. Was if you fight too hard, maybe everyone just dies, like everyone, like all, at least all the Avengers. Maybe the set- I've never
0: considered Marvel going to, ever to be that dark.
2: Yeah, of true. course, which is why we didn't see that one. Yeah, the setup
1: to, <laughs> set to me, the setup to me. The way Doctor Strange, or at least, at least the way I think it's gonna go in my head, and maybe this is just me fantasy booking the, the, you know, to borrow another wrestling term, maybe this is just me fantasy booking Avengers Four. But the way Benedict Cumberbatch like looks over at Tony Stark and goes, he said something like, "You have to trust me. There was no other way." Right before he fades away into the, you know, turns into leaves or whatever the hell it was. Um. It it, it made it seem like, like when we get to Avengers Four. Maybe Tony Stark is somehow having a conversation with Gamora inside the Soul Stone and saying, like, you want to bring everybody back, you're going to have to sacrifice yourself or something like that. So Tony Stark's going to be the one because also they also established in the movie that uh, Doctor Strange said to Iron Man, you know, like to protect the soul or to protect the Time Stone. I will not hesitate. I'll let you and this kid die. I don't care. You know, I swore an oath. Yeah. And then he just willingly gave up the soul stone or the time stone
3: instantly goes back on it,
1: instantly went back in his thing. And I I think it's because he knows that he's like, the only way for us to win is Tony Stark's got to make the ultimate sacrifice to bring everybody back and take out Thanos in the the next movie. That's the way it felt like to me anyway, if I were going to fan. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, because his, his, you know, his whole thing where he's like, I will gladly sacrifice either of you for the time zone was before he saw those futures. Yeah. And he's like, well, plans changed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Which actually, you know, that I don't know. I like that about Doctor Strange a lot. Like, I think Doctor Strange was fucking awesome in this movie. If anything, for me, his stock actually went up. Because, like, he fought well, he had some great plans. Yes, he didn't teleport people's arms off, but I think that's not his fault.
0: <laughs> that's because... the only reason I think it's darkened down. Otherwise, I completely agree it went off. Yeah, like,
2: he didn't But I want take marvel's arms so off, but I think that's, that, that's more so Marvel's fault than his. Because <laughs> yeah. they won't just let him be some sort of murder god. Yeah, um... that's
3: true. <laughs> Hey, he is a doctor. He's not allowed to do that. He's yeah. got to. He's got to go with the doctor's oath, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was
1: also that. Yeah, the Hippocratic oath. Yeah, there's also the bit: first, do no harm. Uh, there is the bit where he goes. No,
3: no, uh, no. First,
2: teleport his head off, then figure it out later. Come yeah. on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what was the? What was the? What is it? Uh, he goes. I'm Peter Parker, and he goes Doctor Strange, and he goes, oh, I guess we're using oh. our code names now. Not true, Peter Parker, because St- Strange is his last name, and he is a doctor, so that
3: was <laughs> technically his his real name. No, I he love that. Oh, we're making
2: like, using our made up names. Then <laughs> I am Spider Man, yep. and that's why he just
3: looked at him was like, uh, okay,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go fuck
0: yourself, kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Quiet. The I'm
0: gonna go talking. talk to the adult now. <laughs> yeah, the adults are
1: talking. Um, yeah. Dave Freiburger, favorite. Scene in this
3: movie. Let's talk favorite scenes now. Favorite scene. Jeez, yep. that's a tough one to throw me first, on the spot for. First thing that comes to your dome piece. Well, I have to say uh, the the fight scene that I enjoyed the most was the fight on Titan, yep. because I got to see uh, all okay. the characters that were on Titan use their skills specific way. They did basically used everything and were in like it matched everybody was going to happen there. And I thought that it was really neat to have those characters together, like having Tony Stark and Peter Quill and Dr. Strange all in the same, like, okay, mm-hmm. we have to de- hash out this plan where like Quill and Iron Man are like yelling at each other for this plan as Dr. Strange is just like, uh, fuck you guys. I'm going to go figure out what we actually have to do. <laughs> I-, I thought that that fight scene was yeah I like
1: that. And Spider-Man going <clears throat> like, you know, magic punch, magic punch, magic kick <laughs> and stuff
0: like that
3: like, <laughs> was all great. And then, like,
1: yeah. like Peter Quill. I
0: both times around. Yeah, and, and like, yeah.
1: yeah, the bit where, like, uh, Doctor Strange has, like, got his, like, magic whip and he's, like, holding down Thanos' arm while Peter Quill is, like, running on magic platforms that he's making for. Yeah. for him to go and then punch Thanos in the face and drop a grenade on his back and then Thanos looks down and sees a grenade attached to his back and as he does, Peter Quill like flips him off and dives backwards <laughs> into yeah. a Doctor Strange portal like all that stuff just
0: absolutely yeah. brilliant I also really enjoyed in that scene that Thanos threw a moon at Tony Stark
2: <laughs> yes yeah, and <laughs> he, yeah. he finally gets really moon. mad moon. <laughs> yeah it's
0: like fuck this bringing the moon down <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh great uh rob call favorite scene in this movie
0: i just think go, it's got to be the snap just going with the snap yeah I, I think that's the first one that comes to mind because that yeah. they actually did it obviously yeah. it's not gonna stick but the fact that they even did it I thought was great.
1: My favorite sequence is actually the 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 thing that happens right after, like like when the snap. When it happens. cuts
0: immediately to the Soul Stone, yeah. uh, or, with uh, Thanos Mora. talking to little Gamora.
1: Yeah, and she goes, "Yeah, oh, did you do it?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he and what he it cost? What it cost? And he was just like, "Everything." That was so good to me. I was just like, "Ooh, that's good stuff." Yeah, right. I was like, "That's just good writing right there. Great stuff. We
3: do that." Uh, I, I really, I really enjoyed that snap but I watched this movie with my five-year-old and <laughs> boy, is writing, that though. kind of hard to explain. <laughs> they're all just resting. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because like Spider-Man that... is gone, son. Give up everything. <laughs> and, and it's like really observant for this kind of stuff. And he's like, daddy, they're all disappearing. I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah. He's like, where are they going? I'm like, they uh, did! <laughs> <laughs> it's the end times, <laughs> and you will too
2: at any moment.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, like as awesome that was, the ramifications of my family life changed. You should write thank you
0: little letter yes, to Marvel. <laughs> thank you letter. <laughs>
3: Thanks, Marvel. My family is now fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a strongly worded hate mail. <laughs> oh. It was rated PG-13. <laughs>
1: Mike Leopold, favorite scene?
2: Um, well, it's... You know, you know what? This movie was so good in a lot of ways and so dense that that's really a hard hard question to answer I, uh, I
4: to
2: one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna go with the uh, well i'm first of all i want to agree with Freiburger that that um the fight sequence was thanos was the best fight sequence in the movie and the definitely one of the best sequence i think one of the best fight sequences in the mcu i think the best i'm not sure what you put up again. I I honestly I just don't want to say the best and be like that was the best ever without actually thinking about it but you know maybe it was who knows I I I guess we'll have
0: to rewatch all the movies and
3: find it one of the action scenes from uh, Winter Soldier was was pretty good too yeah those are the first
0: thing that come to my head is some of the fight scenes in Winter Soldier
1: I mean Marvel doesn't do great fight scenes not really like their best fight sequence, probably if, if you count this as part of the MCU, which it's getting harder and harder to count the Netflix shows, as, but like the hallway fight scene at the end of the second episode of the first season yep. of Daredevil.
3: Oh, that was I love that. Is, <laughs> yeah, oh my
1: god! Is easily the the, I think if you count that, that's easily the best choreographed fight scene that they have in this MCU. But if you're just talking movies, I, that fight scene sequence on Titan has to be in the conversation. I don't know if it's number one. You're right. You're right, Leopak. I might have jumped the gun a little bit there, but it's it's certainly in the conversation.
2: Yeah, um, a little scene though that I I really really loved was basically the entire thing with the Soul Stone. Um, like
3: yeah. the Red Skull showing he's, up.
2: Yeah. 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 Although, yeah, we never Red even skull talked showing, about was, that. Still showing up. In it's that. like all right, yeah, that's right. He had it. I forgot. Um, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, just like everything basically after the Red Skull, where he's see Thanos like really contemplating his decision and he's just like you know I gotta do it you know this is the shit that I gotta do and then that little shot of you know so he kills Gamora and then he that little shot of him like lying backwards in the pool and he just reaches over and picks up the stone like I just thought that whole sequence was really fucking neat
1: beautifully framed just absolutely like just just a a symphony of images i would say yeah and it was it was a really
2: it was amazing because it was it was a much needed rest from the ridiculous cacophony of the rest of the movie like it was this nice Mm -hmm. perfectly still moment where something is interesting is happening with the main character who's obviously thanos Mm
4: -hmm.
2: and you have this really neat like uh, you know, development of a character. You can sympathize with him a little bit, you know, even as a villain. Like, you see that he's real, f- you know, feelings and not just, you know, some ridiculous quote-unquote comic book villain. And, you know, he's got some real depth of the character. And then you just get the r- nice little beautiful still moment where, you know, the universe is ending or close to ending, but he's just laying back in a pool and then picks up a stone and moves on. And it just... Yeah. I don't know, that one just stuck out to me as, as a really nice moment that I enjoyed.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's really enhanced by the fact that if you think about what he was up to in the two scenes prior to that moment, he was torturing one of his daughters to get information from one of his other daughters, right? <laughs> and then he takes that other daughter to the place where he then has to murder her in order to gain, you know, yet another piece of his ultimate weapon, right? So, yeah, yeah like, there, there's a real, like it, like, it was... I mean, there's a little bit of video game logic there, but but it it, yeah. it, it like,
2: he's obviously you know a colossal dickhole. Yeah, <laughs> but in you know seeing the uh, emotional side of villains, I think, and the more uh, more understanding their logic and where they're coming from, and that they're you know people but evil people is I don't know I think that's very important for me uh, when getting into a movie like this.
1: And I cannot, I cannot stress this enough. And I said this on the first, uh, on, on our Hot Take podcast that we did last week. I, I cannot stress enough that the motivation that Thanos has to do, to collect the Infinity Stones and do the things that he do in this movie. While you may have your quibbles with it, one way or the other, it is so much better than, than the comics. Than in the comics where he's like, "Boy, getting these Infinity Stones together. I hope I can finally get
2: laid." uh, his his entire reason in the comic is because he wants to impress a girl yeah exactly Uh. he's
1: like i collected all the infinity stones and and killed half of uh, the galaxy will you be my girlfriend now death please please will you be my girlfriend please he's like the worst virgin like you've ever met like to the point where it'd be like 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 thanos could have me like gamora where i'm like trapped in that machine and like stuff is like pulling me apart and i'm in the worst goddamn pain anyone in the galaxy has ever experienced and then like, uh, like through all that, if I found out, I'd be like, "That's why you're doing this." I would laugh so hard in his face. I'd be like, "You loser!" <laughs> right? like, wait, wait,
2: wait! <laughs> you had all this name, all this time, and you named yourself Taser Face? Yeah,
1: exactly. That's what it would have been like for me. I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm in incredible pain, and I'm the only most second most pathetic person in this room." You loser! <laughs> right? Like, oh god, yeah. I'm just so glad that's like I was, cause like. And again, I said this last week when they did the snap and then he went to, as I said, it was my favorite scene in the movie. And this might have like somewhat to do with it. Also, in fact, it was a fantastic fucking scene. But snap happens. And then he's talking to baby Gamora. When you first get the shot, he sees like that little platform and there's like a shadowy figure. Right. And I mm-hmm. was just like, oh, God, are they like the first time I saw it? I was like, oh, Jesus, they're not going to drop the lady death bomb on us right now in like the in the end game as fucking Doctor Strange put it right like the snap yeah. just happened and it's like I like I'm just sitting there going oh my god they're like he's not going to be like he's not going to stand there and go I finally did it all for you death right you know like all yeah. for you please be my girlfriend and then it was ba- it was like the spirit of baby Gamora and I was like oh thank god like I just in that moment I was just like oh thank you thank you god <laughs> that that it was not lady death cuz they had like cuz honestly they would have just they, they had such. They were basically they had a no hitter going, and then it would have been like, oh my god, let's just pull our pants down and take a feces in like the third act of the last movie here. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, rounding third, and yeah. he's taking a dump
1: right yeah. before him. Oh. All right. Speaking of taking a dump, the Jays just got no hit on a uh, off, on, on an unrelated topic. Uh, god, well,
2: oh, an- another scene I have to day, mention rough rough that was the that I thought was really really subtle subtle that I really liked was um. So the scene before Gamora and Thanos' fight scene, where so that one was really neat because she kills him, and then you see where you know you see that she actually you know really cares for him. But I swear, uh, I don't know if you caught it on your like I I just got it on the, on the one watch through, but I have to watch it again. But I swear, does she not have like the biggest grin on her face while she's watching Thanos torture the Collector? Like, she just seems somewhat happy. And, like, not, like, you know, like, smiling happy, but just, like, I don't know. Oh, good old dad. Like, she almost misses the good old days or something. Like, it wasn't, like, an angry look when she was watching him do that. Mm, I didn't see that. Don't don't recall.
1: I'd have to. I'd have to. uh, I'll certainly check for that next time.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It just came across to me as if I was like, man. She actually likes him, doesn't she? (laughs) Like when she was watching him do that, it was almost like a, a, it almost came across like a, oh man, Gamora actually, yeah, no, Gamora was a part of this for a long time, and, Mm -hmm. you know, she's seen some shit, and maybe she misses a part of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, does Gamora ever interact with the collector? Maybe she hates the collector and is just like, yeah, fuck him up.
2: (laughs) She met him in Guardians one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, anything anybody else wants to mention? Any any inklings they want to say before we we give our our grades on Avengers Infinity War?
0: Well, you may not like it with the whole uh, death part with uh, getting a girlfriend, but what are the chances of Hela coming back in Avengers Four? And they do go down that route in some way.
1: Yeah, I, I think we've seen the last of Kate Blanchard in the MCU. I say they they haven't exactly with the the weird huh, all right, proceed moment of the Red Skull coming back. They really haven't shown a propensity to bring back villains in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe with the exception of uh, Tom Hiddleston, right?
0: Well, I thought the Red Skull one was because Hugo Weaving had no interest in coming back.
1: True. Because
0: that wasn't Hugo Weaving. That was someone someone to imitate.
1: Yeah, someone doing a Hugo Weaving
0: impression. Yeah. it, It sounded like him in that first, like, I thought it was until afterwards I found out it actually wasn't
1: <laughs> yeah no it was it was, it was pretty close that it probably did did something digitally with the voice to make it sound like Hugo weaving but yeah and you know because Hugo weaving's been up to so much recently um, <laughs> shots fired uh, <laughs> yeah I mean uh, the the iron spider-man suit. Woo! Fuck yeah, I, great, excellent everything they did with that. To see that in a movie, again, go to, just to bring it back to the beginning of the podcast and being like if we could like show this a DVD of this to our selves, you know, past selves coming out of Spider-Man 3 and be like, the fucking Iron Spider-Man suit, are you kidding me? What the hell's going on? Like, it like, was great that living? they
0: brought that out because that, uh, because if they were following the comics, that, I mean, that would have come out in Civil War. But Civil War was to introduce Spider-Man. It might be a little odd to introduce Spider-Man with that iron suit. Yep. They had to go somewhere.
1: Very interesting. So anybody have anything else they want to say or get off their chest before uh, we, we put a put a lid on Infinity War?
3: I think it's finally nice to have a villain that actually like had motivation that made sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's him and friggin' it's it's him and friggin' again. It, 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 only if you count the the Netflix series, it's him and Wilson Fisk, right? Like that's yeah,
3: that's basically that's, it. That's all we got, right? <laughs> like, uh. like Ronan the Accuser. Oh, I kill people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. There's just disposable Marvel villain after disposable Marvel villain. Like, like even both. Ultron. Like, uh, like Fox does have.
2: Their... You, while watching Age of Ultron, I swear I kept on waiting for the villain to show up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> when is Thanos coming?
2: Like he is just,
1: the one of that movies. Yeah, exactly. The, the twist, like I was right? like, yeah.
2: and so when does this thing? Start? Oh, the movie's over. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Fine. I guess. I don't know. In, uh, what was it
1: though? Uh, yeah. I, I I just. I mean, yeah. It's. Just, I mean, they we, we say this a lot on this podcast, but they're missing their too. Like Marvel's missing. Or at least the Disney Corporation is missing Marvel's two best villains in Doc Doom and friggin' uh, Magneto, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, those are the guys they are missing. Which, we can get into the end credits scene, and <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, when they were doing the... I, I said this last week on the pod, on on the, on the hot take pod, and I'm, I'm gonna say it again for, for everybody here. When Nick Fury did the, like, you know, pay, weird space age pager thing, whatever it was, and he did like the sending, sending, sending thing. I honestly for two seconds thought it was going to be the red circle with the X through it. And I, was oh. like this, and I was gonna be like, oh my oh, god, this is how awesome. I was gonna be like, this is how Disney is gonna announce to us that they got the rights to. And then they you know, got the rights to raise the X Men. He's putting in a call to the X Men, and it's like, oh my god, Professor X could just kill Thanos with his mind. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh great gauntlet. He's like, nice piece of jewelry you got there. I can kill you with my mind. Right?
0: <laughs> He has secret mind powers. Oh god.
3: Uh, Magneto geez. just crushes the gauntlet.
1: Yeah, that'd be the thing. Magneto just Magneto <laughs> just phases the gauntlet off of Thanos, and then <laughs> Professor X just destro- melts his mind and it's like, boy, that was really easy. Good thing you <laughs> all, good thing you paged us, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Magneto <laughs> and Xavier high five. And yeah, then go have beer. Alright, <laughs> we're <laughs> out.
1: Well they did this in oh god, I can't take credit for this joke. It was I think it was how it should have ended, but how it should have ended did you know Avengers Age of Ultron? How it should have ended, and there's the big thing where you know Ultron goes, this is how I wanted it, all of you versus all of me, and then all of a sudden all of the Ultron's like start like curling up into a little ball <laughs> and get shot <caught laughs> into the sun, and Magneto's there and he's like, those are my children, pointing at the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, if only. <laughs> I, I remember now i meant to open the pod this way um i saw some reddit comment just about a particular character from star wars and it reminded me of professor farnsworth and it's like oh oh the jedis are gonna feel this one." <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i forgot yeah. about that right oh, <laughs> I meant yeah. to open that way so like opportunity missed yeah, yeah that's uh it's not bad it's
1: not bad oh all right rob Callflesh. uh Infinity War, what is your grade, good sir?
0: I think I'm going to have to give it my good old standard. You know what? I'm going to bump it up a half. I'm going to give it eight and a half Infinity Mm -hmm. Stones out of ten.
4: Okay. All right.
0: Maybe nine. Michael, e. you <laughs> Christ. down to seven. <laughs> it's the same
1: grade I gave Suicide Squad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gave Suicide Squad an eight, so I can pretty much not give anything below an eight. <laughs> Ever. Oh man. <laughs> but I still watch Suicide Squad, or at least the first thirty minutes.
4: It's a, I I was was say, really it's the first 30 half 30 hour, minutes. you Dick. Yeah,
1: it's a great first half hour, and then the end credit scene is is pretty good. <laughs> when she goes like, "You should just quit working nights." It's great stuff. Uh, Mike Leepak, a grade for a much better film in, than Suicide Squad and in The Infinity War.
2: Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid A. Uh, okay. I think the biggest flaw in the movie overall is just the fact that there was so much stuff in it. Mm -hmm. and you know but there's there's really no other way to do it no it definitely watches like an annual it
1: it definitely watches like an annual of a comic book series right anthology where it's like okay it's like (laughs) it's ratings time what do we got to (laughs) do like what story can we do (laughs) because it's 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 ratings week it's sweeps week in comic book land so we got to do those big ass crossovers and whatnot it was
2: Yeah. yeah still though there was I, I'm you know I just thought on Sunday, I'm gonna ignore all the bad stuff and just be like that was fucking awesome I'm gonna give it an egg
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and no no shame in that whatsoever uh Dave freiburger great for uh, it, was,
3: it was definitely an eight and a half um hmm. my i i really i really enjoyed it uh although it it did have like i felt the movie was a little long like they could have. If they would have had Thanos have more than one Infinity Stone at the start of this movie, like in a couple other end credit scenes, been like he got like one or two so that they didn't have to go around and collect like five of them all at once. The the movie started with him literally collecting the second one, though. Yeah. I know, but like
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I eight I
2: minutes in he had I the second like, yeah. one. <laughs> if you're looking to
1: cut stuff out of the movie, Dave, I don't think you're looking to be like, like, Oh, I wish he had three stones right off the hop. I think you're I think you're
2: you wanna say
3: that. As Loki as Loki no, no, no.
1: Also just...
2: Loki and all of Asgard is dead. And he's got this stone. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're just... looking
1: you're looking to cut like the two minute sequence of Drax going. I'm invisible, yeah, and so you're looking to cut well, crap like that. That's completely. <laughs> I, I'm hoping to do that as
3: well. I'm just saying that, like, like it, like for, it, like was, a, Dave, it was a little long. Like yeah, that—that's—that's that's my only complaint, really, with I, it. Is, I'm staring at it right now. Is that Drax
1: had four minutes? Like Dave Batista had four minutes, forty-five seconds of screen time, two minutes of which has to be him standing there, being like, "I'm completely invisible," and it's just like. Why is this happening? <laughs> right? This, this movie like...
3: was quite dark and did like I guess it needed some comedy, but it needed more comedy. Like the way yeah. they were like action comedy, like with Rocket or with uh, Peter Quill when he's flipping them off through the portals. You don't need that that yeah.
1: kind. No, that was that that was just classic Marvel trying to do too much to cut the tension, right? Because it's just like, like there was just this serious moment of Gamora going swear to me on your mother that you'll you'll kill me and whatnot, and then it's like. And then they share a kiss, and it's like, oh, geez, this is presumably, as far as we know, the first kiss between Gamora and Quill, and and it's meant to mean something, because we're going to have that moment later on in the film, and uh, then Drax is just standing there eating nuts or whatever. And speaking of first kisses, when the hell are they just going to have Steve Rogers and Bucky kiss? For the love of God. (laughs) I said this last week, just get it over with. Like, let's just have Captain America and Bucky be gay. Who cares? 2018. Just let them be gay. They're clearly gay. Just let them kiss on screen. I, you know, they better be saving that. Ki- like, maybe Captain America is the one who who, who sacrifices himself, on unlike uh, Tony Stark, who I thought earlier. And then they do the big, like, I love you, man. And they finally you know, kiss. I,
2: I, I, still, I still think it's going to be, like, everyone basically sacrifices themselves for someone else and it'll be iron man sacrifice himself for spider-man captain america will sacrifice himself for bucky mm. presumably there are other people yeah. i don't know rocket will probably trade himself for a or something like that
1: <laughs> that's possible i i just i don't think they're gonna do like a mass death thing i think i think we're, we're gonna go with if you gun to my head if you ask me we're gonna go with visions gone Loki's gone, Heimdall's gone, and then probably everybody else comes back, with the exception of whoever has to sacrifice themselves to bring everybody back. And my pick at this point is Tony, Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Which yeah. going hmm. into this, I never bought because you remember—I I don't know if you guys were paying attention much to the internet chatter, but the internet chatter in the like weeks leading up to this film was everybody felt like Tony, like if like if you pulled. Oops. Everyone I mean, thought
3: know, Iron Man was going to die. Everyone
1: thought Iron Man or Captain America were not making it out of this film, and I did not buy that for a goddamn second. Everybody, like... And, like, there was the whole stuff of, like, oh, Chris Evans hasn't signed on to do more films. I'm like, they're working, you morons! Ooh. Haven't you ever watched Wrestling for the <coughs> Love of God? Ridiculous. <laughs> Ooh, hopefully nobody was killed there. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> God, so bad. Uh, like, just... I can't believe, and then, yeah, the fact that they both lived through the movie, I felt a little bit vindicated, even though everybody else kind of disappeared, where I was just like, haha, you all thought they were going to die, but they didn't, because you're all a bunch of marks, and it was just like, ugh. Oh.
0: Come um, on, call and, them rubes. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, scrubs.
1: All right, I think we sufficiently covered this flick as much as we have. So that's now close to three hours we've done on Infinity War over the last two
0: weeks. So I was just yeah. supposed to say it's like we haven't been talking for three hours. No I was no, no. Say, like, <laughs> Jesus.
1: No, no no counting counting this weekend next week. So or yeah. this weekend last week, so we, we we I think we've sufficiently covered a pretty pretty big movie in, in nerd history. Uh Avengers Colon Infinity War, two thousand eighteen. Um so that's... I
0: am I am glad that they, they put it all into one movie and they yeah. didn't split Infinity war up between two movies.
3: Yeah, well, well it kind of will. There's gonna be another one. Yeah,
0: True. I think, I think, it was, I think it was, Rob like, means back. They and back split like, it. Yeah, yeah, that they they split it such that the snap happened in this one, not the next one. Right. Miller that. Miller
1: brought this up last podcast. Is that this movie has a lot has the same vibe kind of as the seventh Harry Potter film, right? Where the seventh Harry Potter film was just like. We're finding the magic, even down to the point where, like, I'm pretty sure at the end of the seventh one, uh, friggin'... Who's the bad guy in goddamn, uh... Who, who's the bad guy in frickin' Harry Potter? Why can't I remember his name? Most
3: name. Voldemort. Voldemort,
1: Voldemort. thank you. He uh, was in this movie, too. How'd you forget that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Voldemort, yeah, Voldemort did the, uh you know he collects the elder wand or whatever at the end of that movie right and the last the last thing of episode 7 is him like firing it into the sky like aha i'm the most powerful creature in the universe now much like Thanos kind of did when he got the infinity gauntlet so this this was very much like empire strikes back the 7th harry potter where it's like the bad guys are going to win at the end of this one but you know there's going to be another one sort of uh. a <laughs> sort of a vibe to it which uh
0: that's it mcu closed yeah go and, home
4: <laughs>
1: and that's the end of that chapter then the woman who smashed her glasses her 3d glasses was 100 percent right because we're not getting any more of them <laughs> captain marvel is definitely not showing up to save the day uh
2: nope. <laughs> disney somehow went out of business two weeks later <laughs> yeah
1: so bad so uh that'll be it for this week on the crossover podcast um next week i think we're gonna get craig back on to talk a little bit of sports, 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 sports. He's in a bit of mourning. I mean, it's been a rough week, man. I mean, the, the, the Leafs Shit. got knocked out in a brutal Game 7. The Raptors were fucking embarrassed by LeBron James. I've never seen a team get teabagged that badly in a, in a, in a sweep before. That was so bad. And the Jays just got no hit today. And our closer was arrested for domestic abuse. So we're going to give Craig a week <laughs> off and then we're going to come back.
4: Oh.
1: Yeah, we're going to rough come back. Week. And, yeah, rough. It's been a rough week for Toronto sports. So we're, we're definitely going to, like, one more week, I think, will be enough time for Craig to recover. And then we're going to get caught up on, on the NHL and the NBA playoffs. Hopefully, we're, we'll be talking about what the hell my Celtics are trying to do uh, against LeBron in the conference finals. Um, and then after that, Uh, we'll be doing, ooh, uh, next week, actually, Kevin and I will be doing the live stream. I think I can announce what the heck we're going to be talking about. We are going to be meeting meeting Justin and Nick at 9.30 on, not this Friday, but next Friday from the 9.30 to 10 o'clock slot, and maybe I'll make an appearance in some other slots, but definitely 9.30 from 10 o'clock, and we're going to need you guys to donate while we're in that, because... Whoever, whichever block ends up donating the most money wins a $50 gift certificate to something, and I want that fucking gift certificate, guys. <laughs> so we're going to reach there to hopefully uh, win me a gift certificate. I don't know, raise money for cancer or something. I don't know.
3: Uh, Wait, we're no, trying to spread cancer? No. <laughs> it's definitely going to be raising money to,
1: to fight cancer, and that's going to be it. But uh, Kevin's going to come on, and we are going to talk about the first season of Krypton that has been going on, and uh, I, got, I got some I got some thoughts and feelings on that. I'm about four episodes deep, and I'm just kind of... I don't know, just a quick one-word sentence on... My quick one-word review of Krypton so far is... Huh. <laughs> so, so that'll be it. That's that's a preview of, of what you're going to get on the live stream that uh, the good people over at the Epic Film Guys are going to host as we attempt to raise money for cancer. And then after that, ladies and gentlemen, I assume it will be the same four people I'm talking to right now, um, the Solo movie is out at the end of this month. So, a couple of weeks, this panel will reconvene to discuss the Solo movie. Uh, I made the
3: mistake of watching a trailer. Holy shit, it looks good. <laughs> Damn yeah.
1: it. I don't, Bob. You can, again, follow the Medellin corollary on this podcast. You can you can take the shittiest movie that's ever existed and you can cut a good trailer to it. We'll wait and see. The, the Star Wars well. movies have been... Underwhelming for the most part since their return in two thousand and one. Oh, I'm uh, well
0: aware. I'm well aware.
1: Um, but we'll see. I just again the, last the week. return
0: was actually in ninety
1: nine. True. Well. Wow.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. So it's been yeah. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so, I see what you did. So,
1: <laughs> I said this. I said this. I've said this a bunch of times in this podcast. I just don't see how that milk toast guy they've got playing Han Solo. Is gonna be able to stand on the screen next to Donald Glover and Woody Harrelson. I just don't see it, and it's gonna be like, it's like, oh, like let's go follow around the much more interesting characters, please. And I, I think I texted you this, guys. Don't, don't respond to this, but I just want to put this out there into the ether on the podcast. Should the ending of Han Solo not be that Han Solo gets a choice to either take the money? Or do the noble thing and the ending of the han solo movie should absolutely be him taking the money and not doing the noble thing and being a i don't know a scoundrel (laughs) at the end of this movie thus adding to the impact of the a new hope when he comes back to do the right thing instead of just leaving to take the money like let's do something to enhance the experience of the of the original films for a change instead of just trying to forge these new paths that's what I'll say nobody respond to that we'll see how it how it goes when uh, when the actual, when we actually see the solo movie uh, crossover podcast will be crossover com facebook.com slash crossover podcast and soundcloud.com, slash crossover podcast and you can email us at contact at the crossoverpodcast.com com and Twitter account at MPier6. 6 uh, that is it For this week, Mike Leapock, Dave Freiberger, Rob Callflesh, thank you for coming on and discussing Infinity War with me. And I'm pretty sure the next time we'll see you guys, we will be discussing Solo, a Star Wars film. Take care, you guys. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. We are the Epic Film Guys, and we'd like just a moment of your time to talk about
3: an extremely important event coming up this May.
0: Last year, we hosted the Live Stream for the Cure, a 12 hour live stream fundraiser where we raised $2,500 for the Cancer Research Institute.
1: 86 cents out of every dollar raised goes to research toward finding
0: a cure. And this year, we're aiming to smash that goal, and we need your help to do it. Join us from May 18th through the 20th for 30 hours of amazing live stream
1: content from us and a whole host of amazing podcasters who will be joining us to try to reach $5,000.
0: For more information, please visit
1: www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference.